That's good to know. I am going we, to some kind of metal concert next Thursday. We already did Dre, and we already did Tupac and Biggie. But you did a podcast on Dr. Dre? In, uh, Sven oh. and I did. Oh, I was like, yeah. you never talked about that? Are you a T-Swift fan? <gasps> yeah. Mm-mm. You just like it because of T-Swift. I don't. I just like the colors. I- Coming up on First Course Verse, Stone Temple Pilots, part two, the electric bugaloo. That's next. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am DL. Welcome to episode 166 of Verse Chorus Verse. With me is Rachel. Uh, I'd say let's do a drunk assessment, but I think you are completely sober. Not only that, but you're eating. Is that what's the deal here? What are we? Is this is this season four or is it season four? Sorry, I was really sick yesterday, so I feel like I need to be nice to myself, and I can't drink. Drink. Is there something in the water? where you live or is it your immune system you are sick too often it's just me i'm worried here it's not where i live i mean did you have mold in your house what's what's something's going on here you're she's irradiated you would think other people yeah it's probably radiation poisoning oh that's what it is (laughs) how many of your teeth have fallen out just a couple um evil what about you let's do a drunk assessment how are you feeling i should be drunk i had like extra rum in my coffee this morning mm. on top of the normal rum I put in my coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Good Which man. is actually true. Um, I had three ounces of rum you in my coffee. Uh, <laughs> three ounces? Yeah. Oh. It was a big cup of coffee. It's more than two. Yeah, it is. I drank uh, whiskey in my coffee this morning too, but that's because I was yeah. recording a uh, roll. I was recording... A episode on Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits, mm. which oh, that was fun. That's, that's a, a that's fucking a rat out. I had Holy no alcohol yeah. for breakfast. What? What are you even doing with your life? I, why are you on this podcast? What the know. fuck is going on? Um, we talked about Stone Temple Pilots. We talked about. Uh, we are all big fans. I, there's been a lot less. Uh, negative versus positive than I thought there'd be. I think mm. there's going to be a little more of that this episode we'll see we'll see i guess um because we're talking album to album we already talked about core in the last episode episode 165 came out monday go watch it listen spotify itunes youtube stitcher deezer boomer pop i think you're just making up shit up at this point (laughs) (laughs) hoosker do's hoosker don'ts um (laughs) but we are we we covered core. What is happening? We covered purple. We didn't cover purple. No. Fuck purple. We we're not even touching that album because it's not worth it, right, guys? Such a piece of garbage. Fuck yeah. Mary, kill purple. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, explain that. Ooh, interesting. Nope. We should do that at the end of this. The FMK of the album. We need f- like five of them, though, right? Fuck Mary, kill. Bestie. L- Lizard Spock. Lizard. Lizard Spock. Nuclear what? cockroach. Do you guys are you guys not familiar with rock paper scissors lizard Spock? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cockroach. Yeah. No idea. What? Sorry. Is everybody still drinking the same thing? What are we drinking? Today? Corpse reviver Pop number pie. two. <laughs> Season four. 
See, some things change, some things stay the hey, same. Uh, <laughs> have you guys watched Lessons in Chemistry? It's pretty good. I watched the first episode. No. It's really good. Yeah, it's we we finished it. You last finished night. it? Oh, I'm jealous. The entire season. It's good. I'm almost about done with the, Ted Lasso. Oh. Also a good one. I haven't watched that yet. Really? I need to watch that. No, oh, I don't have uh, is that Apple? Apple? It's Apple TV. So I don't have Apple. Those of you Appleites, everybody is telling me to watch there is a new show with Gary Oldman. Ooh, it's like what is it's it? like a something about horses or we started or, the first episode last night. I fell asleep because I was tired. But everybody it, is saying that that's good. like the best Slow TV horses. show they've seen in years. Yep. We're watching it. And it's Gary Oldman. So yep. Slow Horses. Like, Slow Horses. Thank you. Took you long enough to get that. I said that. Get it? Slow. She's a slow horse. But I'm um, we're drinking a pot pie. We're still drinking a four loco. Yeah. He's he's got another corpse reviver. Corpse reviver. Number two. <laughs> number two. Yeah, there's multiple corpse revivers. The number Actually, two is pink. Should you call, should you call it something different? Uh, I I have seen it made with because it has mine has Quantro. I've seen recipes mm. with blue curacao that they call corpse reviver number blue. Um, that's clever. How Bad about jokes. an order? In, in order, also in honor of Stone Temple Pilots, you call this one Corpse Survivor Number Four. Ooh. Ooh, there is a what a there is a Corpse Survivor Number Four. I should have not that. on this podcast on this episode. This is a Corpse Survivor Number Purple. I love it. <laughs> uh, hey, we've got albums to go over and awards to give. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right, right back. back. Can we take a break. We are back. Um, we are really going to market towards those dudes that really have women eating fetishes. Because man, ASMR. We are going to make mm. so much fucking money this year. Episode title: The Pot Pied Piper. <laughs> Which one of you? It was me. If either, because I have. Uh, has has heard the lore, has heard the uh, rumor, has heard the, I think this is a thing, of Stone Temple Pilots were good when Wayland was on heroin, bad when he wasn't. Hmm. <clears throat> when was he not on heroin? He wasn't on heroin yet for core. Mm. I think after studying, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that was my point. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But he was still. It's on hard drugs. to say because of how much he was in and out of rehab. Right. Yeah. Like he was in jail before certain albums because yep. you know right. he wasn't. He was in rehab right after. Like who knows when he was actually on it. It was just funny because I was going to try to make that a thing for this. Um, hmm. Here's an album. Was he on heroin or wasn't he? Was it a good album? Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't. It didn't work the way I thought it would. <laughs> but also, well, how honest was he being when? Because apparently, you know, at the time yeah. when he died, he was not on drugs. He hadn't done drugs in like 13 years or something, he said. So. Is that true? There is a quote of him giving mm. like this ridiculous amount of time. This ridiculous amount of time <laughs> where he said, no, I'm not on drugs. Why would you say that? I've been clean for like 10, 13, 15 years. Sure. sure. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it a little bit on season season. God damn it. We talked about it a little bit on the first episode of this, but in 1996 stone temple pilots came out 
with tiny music, dot, 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 songs from the Vatican shop. And he sure as shit Get was on shot. heroin for this yeah. one. Low bet. Um, <clears throat> we, you know, was it, it was actually evil spoke to how this was challenging because you could, it's like watching Allison chains unplugged. Is it brilliant? Yes. Mm. Do you just wince when you look at Lane Staley because he mm-hmm. weighs 87 pounds and he's ghost white mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, that guy's going to die in fucking nine months. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tough, yeah. I get that. I totally get that. Um, I was still pretty young. So I, my mind wasn't there. Uh, I had a, actually my best friend at the time when this was 96, I would have been 14 years old was fucking obsessed with this album. So we listened to it all the time. Hmm. Um, it, this one is t- challenging for me just in general. And there's a very specific reason that I figured out towards the end of studying for this. But before that, I am very intrigued on actually both of your takes on hmm. what this album means to you. Rachel, what are your thoughts on tiny music? So this was, where I really started, it, we were old enough to start listening to our own music and owning our own cassette tapes, albums, whatever. This this was a record mm-hmm. or a CD for both of us. CD. Um, there it is. Because we're a little older than the younger than that guy, um, <laughs> or that guy. I don't know where I sit. This way. Don't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and so, and this is when grunge was really. This is post uh, Nirvana. This, this is what I remember my music being. So this one actually hits really hard for me. Um, this one and, and purple as well of, of my music. And this one, again, just like uh, the ones prior, critics were still like, the fuck are, who are these guys? And why are they playing music? Uh, insert quote. Uh, wish we, uh, Wyland, whatever, would tie himself off and fall directly into space forever. So this is what uh, a reviewer in 96 of Pitchfork said so of this album. Ryan Schreiber yes. of Pitchfork. Yes. So Scott, here's what you do. Get out of bed, tie yourself off, fall directly into space forever. Right. But don't just do it for yourself. Do it for me. Mm. That is a fucking review quote. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Holy. We we think we're fucking mean on the Twitter sphere, dude. Yeah. <laughs> People in the 90s are fucking ruthless. Fucking My wild, God. man. Yikes. <laughs> right? <sighs> and where now, if you go on Pitchfork, there's a new review because they had their 25th anniversary or whatever of it. And the woman, I believe, that reviewed it said that review was deplorable. We're sorry. Sorry that happened. That was, and he was wrong. So here's a whole new review. And this is fantastic. And we all love it. So four out of five stars. Four out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, evil. What about you? What? Are you, so you would have been just obsessed with Stone Temple Pilots at this yeah, point. I was. And this, this would have been such a curveball for somebody mm. that was such a fan. It was for someone who really, really wanted purple part two. This was not that. Yeah. This was something very fucking different. And the, the thing that really stood out to me at the time was the, the change in Scott physically, like his, yeah. he, like if you watch videos from, from the core era, 
he was like a jock. He played, he wrestled in high school, played football. He was a kind of a strapping young lad, big kind of mm-hmm. full cheeked, you know, not like super muscular, but looked athletic. At this point, he was gaunt. His features and his face were really sharp. His voice yeah. was raspy. He looked like shit. And it it was hard to listen to. I, I, I really wanted to like it. And I eventually did. I actually fell in love with this album, but it, it was So it did, it, you got there. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. It How was long very do you think it took you to get there? Months, six months, a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. It took a while, but I, I just kept like listening to it. Like I, this is my band. Like I, yeah. they were my favorite band and it, it is so fucking good that it, it just took time to adjust. Now, <laughs> I, 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 I have to pair this with, like, like I said earlier, I think th- this band has a much more deeply emotional sort of intertwining with me than it does with you guys. And part oh, of that was like, how dare you at this point? Yeah, I'm, I'm going there. I was a sophomore in college when this album came out. My college experience was really weird because I, I started college pre-med. I had like this idea that I was going to this, you know, this institution and there were going to, this great knowledge was going to be bestowed upon me. I had sort of this path laid out in life. And I remember one of the, like in my first semester being like, there are no adults in the world. No one knows what the fuck is going on. Like, it's like shattered my reality a little bit. So roll in and I I changed majors to math and art. I was like kind of shaken really, honestly. And by the time this album came out, I was in my sophomore year and kind of reeling from that and trying to discover like, who am I going to be as an adult? Like, where am I going? Like what the, like I don't, my foundation is shook. So for my favorite band to also be a challenge it was hard it was a hard experience like a hard emotional experience and i started seeing the writing on the wall for scott's trajectory and i kind Mm. of even though like i said i did fall in love with this album i started distancing myself from them as my favorite band because of that because i'm like i don't know if i want interesting to, to be the world's biggest fan for a band whose singer is obviously going to die that's hard though because they were so much more um their vibes are so much more different than the typical you know bands like like alice in chains or nirvana or you mm-hmm. the writing was on the wall from the very beginning yeah. it's like oh this yeah. this is going to end in this could only end in catastrophe right right stone temple pilots you know a lot of their music had a you know with the exception of core you know, purple had a lot of positive vibe yeah. stuff to it. Like yeah. there's music on this that makes mm-hmm. you feel like, like someday this guy could very well turn the corner. It's interesting that you kind of, you still saw, mm. saw it for what it was. Mm-hmm. And that's, and we also already knew at the time that heroin's a hell of a fucking drug. And if he looks like that yeah, someday, even if it's, you know, fucking 10 years later, mm-hmm. it's not going to end well. Yeah. Right. This album is such a fucking... Okay. Things that I would use to describe this album. Uh, Tinny. Mm. Very tinny. Um, Where 
Wayland, I think, was doing a lot of his own thing in Purple. I think that he went back a lot to his a lot of a, a lot of the people that he looked up to growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear you do hear a lot of like I hear a ton of Bowie, Bowie. in this album. Yep. Like so much Bowie. There's trumpet. There's really odd harmonies. There's crazy mm-hmm. instrument instrument choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is by far the most intriguing of their albums. I didn't figure it out until probably about a week ago. And I've been studying for this for a long time because just honestly, just cause I was like, <coughs> I want to fucking start listening to stone temple pilots. This yeah. was like a couple months ago. Yeah. Here is my take. And it's not going to be that popular. I don't think <laughs> I would love this album. If it wasn't for Scott Wayland. Hmm. I think almost every choice he makes on this album, I do not like. I love what the band is doing on this album. I do not like what Scott does on almost this whole thing. There are times where it's like they're it's like they're running in opposite directions, and there's times where they do match up. You know, there's there are certain yeah. songs on this that I think are some of the best songs they've ever written, mm-hmm. but I just, I do not like the decisions he make he makes. And I do think a lot of that, I think a couple of these songs, he probably walked into the studio. He fucking, whatever, let me just fucking sing something. Okay, that's fine. And he left. Hmm. Uh, that's, that, to me, that's the only album that they ever came out with that I feel like I can say that about. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Even later stuff they did with them. I have things to say about the later stuff, okay, but I don't think it's just Scott's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's it, that's a very harsh take because I do I think Tiny Music is a fantastic mm-hmm. album. Yeah, I do, mm-hmm. and I I want to reiterate what I said, which is that I I think that this is this is probably the best album for their guitar player, their bass player, and their drummer. Sure. Like, best album well i do think that is overshadowing and making you maybe judge scott a little bit harsher because there is really good instrumentation in this on this Mm -hmm. album that insane because it overshadows the voice makes you think maybe he's not doing as hard of a job you know what song i fucking love on this is press play the first song yes there's no lyrics in it have you listened to the extended version of it i have not there's like a four and a half five minute version of it is there lyrics? No. Right? <laughs> That's me signing up. <laughs> um, I don't. Rachel, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Evil, keep talking. No, no <laughs> go, go ahead. ahead. <coughs> I'm just. I'm, no, I'm, I was getting. I was just going to go to the end of the album. So go ahead. No, I don't. I. His vocals are were the most challenging thing for me when this album came out. Like he just in general, his being was the most challenging thing for me. Yeah. From his, his, his just the way he looked, where, where his body was going, the, the raspiness yeah. of his voice. I'm like this doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. Like big bang baby doesn't sound right. It's so high. And like, or love yeah. pop suicide is like it's screeching. It's great. And why are you? But then, yeah, he sounds. Why are you attributing that to laziness and not experimentation? I said certain songs. I don't think he was being lazy on pop suicide at all. 
But if we're, hang on, let me get, let me get to the track listing of tiny music. But if we're talking about, uh, if we're talking about like adhesive or art school girl, um, maybe not so much art school girl. Cause I think he's just trying to do something that for me falls flat. Mm. Uh, but like seven cage tiger, that's a, that's such an amazing musical song, but I, I think what he's doing, there are even times where, and maybe they did it on purpose where his voice just, it almost sounds like he just did one try. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to sing something. And there are, there are parts where he's mm-hmm. off key almost not. He's not off key, but to me, it just, I don't know. To me, it sounds like dude, spend 24 more hours with that in the studio mm-hmm. and you'll come up with something better. But I do. I also, like I said, there are certain songs on this like pop, like uh, pop's love suicide where it fucking works, man. It totally works. So it's not, I don't hate this album. I just think there are parts of it where there are a lot of parts of it where I don't like what Scott's doing. Final thoughts. I appreciated their, like I was saying experimentation with this album. I feel like there's a lot of within most of the albums outside core core is pretty solid in what it is, but there's a lot of different vibes throughout the album. And this one is another one of those where it's, what is Scott wearing today? And that's, that's how we're going to write this song. And that's how the song's going to feel. As f- I do respect, you know, speaking to what evil said, they could have come out with purple too. Yeah. And sold, had another fucking whatever platinum amount. And they didn't do that. Yeah. Like, fuck this. We're doing something weird as shit. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, and I know you hate it, but I picked bang, bang baby for the best song. I liked that. I do not. That's fine. I love that song. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's clever that it's mildly. I have a picture of her photograph of her wedding on the shelf. What is it? Yes. Something. It's just an ancient melody. Burning ancient. uh, Kiss and tell. Yeah. Kiss and tell. Sorry. Uh, Mild ripoff of uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. I thought it was very clever. It's good. Um, I thought it was clever. They got shit for that. I thought it was clever. I did. I thought it was really clever. I agree. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> Next. Um, my final thoughts. You heard it. Uh, this would be better. It wouldn't be better without Scott. That's not true. I just wish Scott would have done some different things, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, the best song on this is tripping on a hole in a paper heart. Uh, that, that is one where he made every right decision. Mm. The band made every right decision. Uh, Rob is just fucking ripping shit on mm. the bass. <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. All of the instruments oh, in here. that song. Like that song yeah. we could have a oh, whole here. episode about. I'm gonna, yeah. Here's what I'm going to do, uh, brother. I'm going to rip shit through this whole thing. And then when it gets to the solo, please write one of the best guitar solos that we'll ever hear. Okay, here it is. Yeah. That's tripping on a hole in a paper heart. It's fucking mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Uh, evil. Final thoughts. And what's the best song on this album? I, I think it is their most creative effort out of their entire catalog. Um, for better wow. or for worse. Like some of the choices. I think Scott tried to be not Scott at times. And I, and I like Rachel's take of him. He, his voice is, it's like putting on different clothes. I think he tried Love to be take. Bowie yeah. a little too much and tried to be, you know, he, he, 
I think he was the best when he was just being himself. And the songs on this album where he did that are my favorite ones from this album. Uh, Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper Heart, I think, is the best on this. I think Lady Picture Show is a fucking great song of this album as well. Yep. Um, I, I also... It's, it's kind of silly, but it, I like Ride the Cliché. I think it's, a good it's song. very tongue in cheek. And I think he's the most authentic to himself on those tracks. Tiny music, everybody. Let's move on to 1999's No Four. That's what we call it no in four. the industry. Uh, this came out in 1999 <laughs> through Atlantic, uh, produced by, once again, Brendan O'Brien, who uh, really just knew SDP. He knew the yep. sounds that they needed. He was a badass. Um, the album came out to uh, pretty good reviews, like everything, mixed reviews. You know, a lot of people saying, oh, look, it's <coughs> it's STP copying everybody, including STP and Core. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of that. But, you know, 1999 was a, a weird year mm. for music. Good for people like me. There's, you know, uh, Pumpkins was coming out with a door. Fucking... Uh, Radiohead was done completely being, they were full kid a, there is no more rock for that's what people were coming out with. And then STP comes out with a goddamn rock album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. yes. And the very, very first song down just completely encapsulates the whole thing. Um, Mm. I, I'm a, I love that fucking song. The bass in it has this weird metallic thing that you really would have had to work to try to to get that sound. It's this, like, you put on brand new strings, you play right by the fret, some sort of weird overdrive pedal. There's just, they made so many fucking cool, heavy choices with Down that I love. Uh, Evil, this would have been quite a while after Tiny Music. Where mm-hmm. were you at this point in time with STP? Worried. And what did you think about this album? <laughs> I was worried going into this album because in in the interim, the 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 instrumental part of the band had recorded t- the talk show album, which yeah. I enjoy, but was not. <clears throat> it was it was like STP light yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, Scott did Twelve Bar Blues, which was fucking weird yeah. ass album. Uh, Super weird ass album. So I was very concerned <laughs> when they got back together to make this. Yeah. And then I heard Down, which I'm pretty sure it was the first single for this. And I yes, was, was like, like, this is what I wanted Tiny Music to be. This is the <laughs> album that I wanted Tiny Music to be. I'm you glad they Purple made... Part 2. You got yes. Core Part 2. I got... And you were happy. Yeah, yeah, I was... It's so heavy... And his, he, I feel like vocally, he, his voice was back in in yeah. a way, for me. Um, it, yes, I I agree with that. Yeah, so I was I, I was relieved by this album. I think if I had to like pin a like, I was just like, oh okay. And I and it's I think it's great. I think it's a, a solid Stone Temple Pilots album, not as creative as Tiny Music. What are your thoughts, Rach? Um, this is where me and Evil fight. 
This is where I start to see the cracks in the band, where the drugs are a problem, a real actual problem, as opposed to influencing music and uh, we're just having fun, but this is a bad thing. Um, This is where it starts to go down for me. This is where they lose their edge for me. Everything sounds a lot more commercial on this album. Like, wow, they were trying to make music that they could just put out on the radio for me. Hmm. It sounded a lot more, uh, there's a lot less diversity in the, within this album. Like they didn't seem like they wanted to take risks as much. Like they did their things with, they had their outside relationships and they came back together and then just pushed this out. It's not bad, hmm. but having them come out of the gate with core having purple in there. I, I really like tiny music. This seemed like it's, it's the start of the decline for me. Hmm. Interesting. I listen to, I listen to this album a lot and I do, I kind of get that because Wayland had just gotten out of jail. Um, I see this, I see this differently. I see this as Wayland kind of turning the corner, at least just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He had just gotten out of jail where, you know, you have to clean up while I don't think this album is very well structured and I'll mm. get to that. Mm-hmm. I do think that this is, this is one of the, this might be to me the most that they gelled as a band. Like as I think they sound so fucking tight in this. And, um, I do, I, there are, there are maybe two songs on this album that I don't love, mm-hmm. but uh, like I said, I think they put so much thought into the production of this and so much thought into every single, like exactly what the bass was going to sound like on this song and exactly what the lyrics were going to do with the harmonies on this chorus that I, I think this is a spectacular album and I think they did a great job with from, 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 all the guitar solos to, you know, the, at least the first half of the album. Um, I also think that it merits a lot of extra respect because it came out when it did. Like I said, this is when the fucking like strokes were coming onto the scene. This is when fucking kid a was coming out. Like, I feel like if they were like, man, we need to make money or whatever. They would have, they didn't, they were like, fuck that. We're coming out with a fucking stone temple pilots album. We're coming out with, we're our first songs gonna be down. Um, yeah. Rob talked about number four. Uh, resentment was growing since Purple. There was a window during the making of number four that Scott genuinely had clarity of the core days. He was sober, focused, looking great, and all there. He had a great energy to take the band to the next place. And. I just think it shines up. I think that shows. I think that shows in in songs like Down and and uh, you know songs like fucking Heaven and Hot Rods, which is this album fucking rocks. Rachel, what the hell? Sorry. <laughs> it. I think this is their heaviest album. People might say Core is. I think this is their heaviest album. That was my very it, first note on the first song. Was <clears throat> feels like. With the heavy guitar, this is why Evil is doing this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
I also feel like it's a little more in the pocket than tiny music. So I, sure. I, I, I yeah. get that it maybe because it's not, it, it doesn't take the same risks that that album did. Maybe it feels like they're, you know what though? It's got songs bit. like I got you, which I think is an amazing song. Yeah. That is a, that's fucking half country. And I think it's fan. I love that song. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it, I, I love this album. I think it's great. It has, it has Sour Girl, which is their most successful song ever. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. Charting wise, at least. So for them to write that song on this album is interesting. When the rest of the album is, well, a, a large portion of the rest of the album is some of their heaviest shit. Is It is a dynamic album. It's not as creative as Tiny Music. They it, are tighter. I, I will give it that. Scott's on more on this album. By, by I just yeah. was so relieved when this came up. I was like, oh, I, you know. And I had already kind of separated from them as being my, in quotes, favorite band at this point. Well, and they weren't coming out with shit often. <laughs> right, yeah. So it was kind of yeah. like, you just kind of forget, oh, Stone Temple Pilots. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I listened to this until 2000 or 2001. Oh, I was like, re- like nervously anticipating this album. And when mm. Down came out as the first track, I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Right? Yeah. I'll, I mean, w- speaking to that, I'll just, I'll get to mine now. The best song on this is Sour Girl. It's, mm-hmm. there's insane fucking chord voicing on it. There's insane syncopation, the multiple guitar rhythms, the drums, the bass is doing this weird. I just, um, I think Sour Girl is I think there are like maybe two or three songs that personify what made them amazing songwriters and Sour Girl is one of those. That song is fucking brilliant. Um and if that was the only amazing song on this then I'd still probably like it but I there are probably six or seven songs on this that I think are brilliant. In fact, the only reason that now I'll talk about that later. Uh, Rachel, what are your final thoughts on uh, number four? Try not to shit on it too much. And Aww. what do you think is the best song on the album? I was just going to shit on it some more. I don't know what to say <laughs> now. Um, I don't disagree with your thoughts, but I also strongly agree with my thoughts. Um, <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> like you have some points. But I'm also right. So best song I had picked, I picked I Got You. Um, mm-hmm. Sour Girl's fantastic. And I, and maybe it was part of me wanting to pick like, let's not pick the singles. Uh, I'm but it's got like a 60s rock, rock vibe to it. And it's another um, example of Scott altering his voice for the feel of the song. Yeah. Um, Evil, what are your final thoughts on No 4? And what do you think the best song is? Um... I have thoughts that I will save until the next album related to this and the albums that came before this. Um, I, I, I love this one. I think it's like I said, they're heaviest in my opinion, which of course that's going to resonate with me. Um, I, it's just, I was, go back to what I said before. I was so relieved when this album came out. Just like, oh, okay. 
I got at least one more great Stone Temple Pilots album <laughs> before the wheels <laughs> fall off the bus. And uh, I, I love Down as an opening track, as a lead single. I think yeah. Sour Girl is the right answer as the best song uh, for them to to create that song at this point in their career on this album was brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. Let's go to 2001's Shangri-La-Di-Da. Uh, Evil, why don't you tell us a little bit about this album? Oh, boy. So Shangri-La-Di-Da was fifth album. Um, came out in 2001. Uh, their final album to be produced with Brendan O'Brien. It was initially intended to be a double album. And... I think it was just like record label issues, issues with Scott. It, it, they wound up not doing a double album. Well, it was supposed to be part of some like documentary too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, they, they rented a villa to, to, which was like, I think like five minutes away from Dean's house, which they, he made a big, he's like, I just want to which, drive five Hey, minutes. fucking idiots. You have a heroin addict on your fucking band. Don't agree to do a documentary. It's no, not going to fucking no. work. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this album's interesting because I I like it, but it does nothing new for me in terms of Stone Temple Pilots. Um I it it feels like a greatest hits album of songs you've never heard before. Like I hear so much of their previous material on this. I like it. Interesting. But it's kind of forgettable. I think it's Probably their most, un- at the same time that I said all of that, which seems negative, I think it might be their most underrated album as well. Hmm. And that's probably just because of the, the where they were at in their career, where music was at in 2001. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They, I mean, t- to your point, what you said earlier, like this is like the strokes are coming out at this point, like garage rock. Yeah. That is the stuff that's taking over. And they record sort of like a, a musical retrospective of their career is what they did. Mm. It was really what it was. Um, I think the songs are good. They're just not great. I also feel like this is when music recording was being too perfect. It was where like, okay, everything's to a click track. Everything's quantized. <laughs> You know, there's, there's not room for imperfection in recording. And this is a band that, that like, which sucks because they had an opportunity to go like, they tried to go full on like wasting light with this. They all, they rented a villa. Mm -hmm. They all lived there, recorded. Yeah. They could have gone that, but they did. They, they, they wrote it. That's fine. But then they went and edited it with, like you said, with a yeah. bunch of pro tool shit. Yeah. And, uh, it, it just, I agree. I, I think, bec- I think that might be the reason I think for me, another big reason that this falls flat is I think it's telling one. Here's one of the things I discovered when I was studying Scott Wayland intended for this to be in honor of Andrew Wood. <laughs> right. I didn't. Which I don't need, I don't know how close they were. It doesn't, it seems like maybe the type of relationship where they met a few times or have they 
they probably did drugs together, <laughs> but he intended this to be that, but there is some fucking spiteful shit on here mm. there. He, he, t- I mean, he, ba- he accuses Courtney love of being the reason that Kurt Cobain died on this album. And it's like, dude, you are, you're writing, you're, you're, you're coming into this album saying this is in honor of this guy that died. And, and I'm going to, if you were in the right mindset, it would be a very beautiful, open, wonderful album. And there's a lot of like spitefulness mm. and, and it, not necessarily immaturity. And I'm not saying I don't even like like fucking too cool Queenie because I, man, when that, when I heard that song, I was like most men, my generation, I was Oh shit, son! Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> um, it's tough. It's tough. Like I just don't think he was in. I think that he had kind of started to go off the deep end long mm. before this. Yeah, and I oh, feel yeah. like this album is. Yeah, when you re- this album, you can really tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, this one was the first album they had that failed to go platinum. Um. Lowest charting. Um, and it was really boring for me. I feel like okay. they weren't taking risks. I feel like when I was Mm-mm. listening to this, I kind of Agreed. lost what song I was on and forgot what I was listening to. And um, it was real sleepy, light, alternative vibes a lot of the time. And there were only a yeah. couple moments where I felt like there's some classic 90s Stone Temple Pilots in there. And I know that you're evolving. It's now a new, whole mm-hmm. new decade or whatever, but uh, it's not what I wanted from them. And I know that I, you know, people also complain, like, I don't want the same fucking album over and over again. But I also don't want, like, this feels like everybody was on heroin actively when it was recorded. It's just slow and boring and relaxed and I it was a snooze fest did not enjoy it that much yeah I, I, yeah i thought it was a, a, maybe a little too pure from a uh production standpoint yeah. I, I think it's very i do think it's a very honest album um and there there are songs on it i love but mm-hmm. i i i agree with a lot of what you said and I think another telling thing for me is that the song that was the single, the hit, whatever you want to call it, this is the only hit or single or whatever in STP's catalog that I fucking hate. <laughs> I fucking hate Eight Days or Sorry. Days see, of the week. I don't even know the real right. fucking... Eight Days a Week. And, Love and, that one. Yeah. Eight Days a Week. <laughs> I don't fucking... I don't like that song. Right. I think that song's fucking stupid. And... I think that's telling too. I just, I don't know if it's because, I don't know if this is when the wheels are falling off. I don't know if I was just maybe being too hard on them. I don't know if there's a thing that like, once you get to your fifth album, that if you're not, if you haven't just completely evolved into something else, that it's just gonna, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, like evil for, for this at one point being your favorite band, mm. what are, what do you think is the, I don't know what is it, what depresses you most, Evil. What depresses me most? <laughs> the state of you the know world. W- w- when this album came out, I I bought it, I listened to it. I'm like, it it wasn't the same feeling I had when four came out, where I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, like 
went from being very scared to relieved. I think with this one album, with this album, I was sort of like, okay, they did another album. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm glad that it's not just absolutely terrible. I was just like, eh, they did a thing. It's not bad. No. Agreed. And this, this came out when I was in the military and I remember it. And I remember kind of feeling that exact same way. I was like, I think I listened to it for a couple months. Cause like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's like, it's (laughs) like organic, it's like organic deodorant. It's, it, it, works. it kind of does the job, but you'd prefer it, something else. It, it works. <laughs> there, are, there are pieces and moments on it that I really like, um, but th- a lot of them sound like stuff from previous albums. Like "Dumb yes. Love" is it? It it's like sex type thing crossed with down. You know, it's like they're yeah. It's like they're copy pasting stuff that had worked before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Completely agree. Uh, dumb love is is fucking down part two. Yeah, like dumb yeah. love is to me. This is honestly what I think. I think Dean was like one day he did this. Fuck that should have been the down. Yeah. Like that's so cool. <laughs> that should have been the cool. fucking down. Right. Cool. And they just came out with it again. Yeah, because it is. It's so fucking. That's such a badass guitar. But you're right. It's like oh, this is you can't keep coming out with the same song guys. Yeah. You're the lead track to the previous album was yeah. almost this. I mean, yes, that, that said that is cool. That is cool though. I, I like the sound of Scott's vocals on this album. I, I like, yeah, I just sonically too. what he's doing with his, vo- it feels like he's back in the core purple era in a lot yeah. of the stuff that he's doing. It's just the content isn't as good. It's not, Sure. You know, let's quickly go over Velvet Revolver. All right. Rachel, what are your thoughts on Velvet Revolver? Fan could give a shit. Uh, Fuck them. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't. That's what she said. (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) Sorry. That's, that's what she said. Uh, I don't. It's not bad. It's not good. It's it's fine for me. It's more good than bad. I don't know. Um, Do Russians? Is that a Russian <laughs> line? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, the fuck? Have you seen that Natasha the video of that guy that did come out Russian, but the video of the guy, I want to say he's Italian, he's like, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's shit. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, that's a good one. You should look it up. But uh, as with any super group, you're getting together a handful of amazingly talented musicians, but there's just, sometimes there's something lacking with, uh, or maybe they even, they're thinking themselves, Hey, we're a super group. We're not going to have to try that hard. Right. You know, that might be part of it is maybe it was just kind of a, I don't want to say half-assed. Cause like I said, the, all the guys are really talented, but no, no. Okay. Yeah. How how do you, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying I don't, I don't think they half-assed it. I agree. I think they are, extremely talented yeah but for me i'm a i'm a fu- i'm a f- i grew up in the fucking 90s yes i do have a man crush on slash like every other fucking man my age yeah of course <laughs> um but yeah i guess it, for me it was a little 
empty. I wanted I wanted more out of Velvet Revolver. Was it? Would you say that it was big empty? No, <laughs> not quite. Almost, but not quite. Uh, Evil. What? What's your Velvet Revolver uh, relationship? Uh, I I feel like that the the tracks that hit are amazing, and Agreed. everything else is incredibly forgettable. Agreed. Uh, fall to not pieces. Not only forgettable, but uh, falling to pieces. <sighs> what? Sorry. Go ahead. It, that's a a brilliant track. Uh, Slither, I think that is one of the most track. painful songs that I can fucking ever listen to. Painful? I fucking hate you, falling to pieces. You hate it? I think it's fucking dumb as shit. What? Yes. Uh, okay, All right. that's fair. Uh, <laughs> set Me Free, I think, is amazing. I think their their good stuff is really good. Everything else, I'm it like, is. Mm. Eh. I like Sucker Train Blues is such a good fucking opening track. Yep. Like, holy fuck. I love Contraband. I think it's a fantastic yeah. album. Do It For The Kids has one of my favorite rock uh, bridges of all time. Maybe I'll play it right now. I probably can't. I'll probably get copyrighted, but... I just wanted to cover that. We already covered uh, some of the stuff that the band did while uh, Scott was hanging out with heroin. Let's get to 2010's uh, Stone Temple Pilots self-titled album. Uh, this, I think, Aerosmith. No, no, no. It was Stone Temple Pilots. It wasn't Aerosmith <laughs> that did this We album. just talk about the best Sorry. songs in the last album. Oh, please don't, because I didn't put one down. Sorry. la di da We did not <laughs> talk about the best song. Good job, Rachel. Sorry. Nice catch. Evil doesn't have one because why? Because you don't like it or because the whole you, album sucks. you forgot. I, I don't have one because I have the, the stuff that I like on that album. I've heard on previous Stone Temple Pilots albums. Sure. Ah, that's okay. why it would made it hard to pick a favorite song. Okay. I would probably pick something heavy like, like dumb love or coma or coma's Let's go with coma. If I'm gonna pick one, that's I'll what go with I coma. said. Coma would be coma would be what I yeah. would have picked for evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coma is the most sounds like what I wanted on this album. Um, this album. Mm-hmm. I have two songs that I absolutely love on Shangri La Da, and like I said, I meant it. I loved Too Cool Queenie when I was younger. When I was younger, and I wanted to fucking hate Courtney Love and blame her for <laughs> Kurt Cobain's death. I loved that song. It was like affirmation. It was like, dude, one of the guys that was there is saying it. Mm. He's saying it. It's true. Which just like a couple years before that, they like just did drugs in a hotel room together for like a yeah. week. So like they were best friends for an entire week. And then he's like, just dude, kidding. Fuck this bitch. Heroin addicts will be friends with people that killed their mother if they have heroin. Like <laughs> you can't go sure. off That's of that. Fair. That's fair. But, but, right. but no, now that I'm older, I, you know, Hey, there's, when like not trying to be a dick, but when you kill yourself, there's only one person responsible for it. And when Scott writes a song that blames it on Courtney Love, as much as I loved that in my early twenties, yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, come on, bro. Anyway, mm. would you say regeneration that she went from being a heroine to a villain in his eyes? 
my God. Um, anyone who has heroin is a heroine when you're addicted to heroin, right, Evil? Um, Regeneration is my favorite song on that album, Ooh. but... Do I love Regeneration just because it it is so goddamn Jane's addiction? Like it is Jane's Ooh, addiction. Yeah, it is. It sure. really is. I also fucking love the last song on the album, Long Way Home. It is dirty and it's slow mm. and it's filthy and it's like I don't know. That's what I wanted from a from Stone. If if a band like Stone Temple Pilots is hanging out in a villa and they're writing an album, that's what I want. Yeah. That's the song I want. I want this fucking. Anyway, I would have liked that to have been their last song they recorded. Interesting. So you didn't. Okay. Now we can get to 2010's Stone Temple Pilots, uh, written by Stone Temple Pilots. This all, uh, this was, this, sorry, this was released in 2010. It was, uh, uh, Produced and recorded in Los Angeles. This all derived from a tour in 2008 uh, that actually stopped in Nampa, Idaho. And a couple Mm. gentlemen by the names of Evil and DL went to together. (gasps) Romance. And uh, mm -hmm. Uh, Evil, for me, top five concerts I've ever been to. Yep, I agree. Let Let me tell you something about this concert. Uh, three major components. No, 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 no. Four major components. Number one, we were, for some reason, it was an outdoor concert, Mm -hmm. positioned at a place where somehow people didn't know that there was a whole fucking clog, really bad word to use, oh well, of porta potties like right here (laughs) that nobody knew about. So we had... Yeah, this is go take a leak whenever we wanted to. Nobody was using those bathrooms. A clog of porta potties. A clog of porta potties. <laughs> there was a murder of crows was, and a clog of porta potties. I was going to say a murder of porta potties or a school of oh porta potties. School. There was a stank of porta potties. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was also a like a fucking little beer cart. Yep. Equally unbusy. Like, yep. It took two seconds to go back and mm-hmm. buy beers. It was what I think there were six of us, something, yeah, probably, something that like all that. grew up loving Stone Temple Pilots, mm-hmm. and Stone Temple Pilots knew the assignment. They played yes, they every did. fucking hit. Yep. They didn't play anything new. It was, and so we just got wasted and peed and sang <laughs> for three hours. It was a great. It, it was it, so good. In that regard, it was the perfect concert. Yeah. Right. We've been to two concert experiences like that outdoor amazing concerts the other one was cake which yes equally fucking yeah. amazing huh. yeah That's, i just that just struck me but this this show was fucking amazing it was unreal for them to pull that off at that point in their career was a goddamn miracle i think and he was scott was Fucked <laughs> yes, <up>. he was. <laughs> he, he was. Like the fact that yeah. they, the fact that they decided to come out with an album after doing this tour. Jesus, I... yeah. Mm. I just, we just, we gotta <clears throat> hug everybody, man. Like, <laughs> he'd talk like that, and then yeah. he'd go into fucking interstate love song and, and wails, like, dude, what the fuck? Killed How it. is this happening? <laughs> Anywho. Uh, um, so because of how good they do, they decide to come out with another album mm-hmm. in Stone Temple Pilots' self-titled album, 
Uh, yeah. Um, there were some issues with labels, yep. band shit. I don't. Nobody cares. I don't know. I don't know if this was a money grab or what. I do not fucking like this album. I'll let you guys speak on it first, but uh, I'll, I'll actually let's have Evil because this would be the last time Scott Wayland would be on an album. Uh, what were your What were your thoughts? It's on not it? the last time he was on an album, but is the last time he's on a Stone Temple Pilots album. Um, what What album was he on? The Scott Wayland and the Wildabouts, twenty fifteen. Oh, which I, is not terrible. Unawares. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, I, I listened like it. to it for the first time a couple of days ago, and I'm like, his. Before I go into the the self titled album, that album, the Wildabouts album, is okay. It's some nostalgia bait. His vocals are buried in the mix, hmm. probably because he was terrible <laughs> when, yeah. he re- when he recorded them. Uh, but it's, it's worth a listen. I would give it a listen. Uh, this okay. album, Stone Temple Pilots. I hated it when it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. That's it. I, I, that makes me think you like it more now. I like it more now, but it's not great. I, I, I'm, I'm going to credit the podcast to being able to go back and listen to this album with, with new ears. Because when this came out, 2010, I'm like, nope, I am listening to some fucking <laughs> Shadows Fall instead and Unearthed. And, and I was purely listening to metal. Like, that's it. So this was just like a big fuck no, not listening to it. Um, listening to it now, I hear stuff on it that sounds promising. I hear mm. there, there are riffs. Like the, 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 the chorus riff to the lead single between the lines is fucking great. Um, that song going back to Shangri-La da, I wish that they would have tried to record this album in that era with a different producer with a Rick Rubin with someone who, who would pull from them something new, not go back to the old familiar, go back to their old buddy, Brendan O'Brien I don't think it was his fault that that album is what it is. Um, he probably did it as a favor at that point. Honestly, I think if they would have tried in, in just sort of like the musical milieu of the time, if they would have tried to do something like this, it would have been more relevant because it's a little more pared down garage, Rocky sounding. And if they had a producer that would call out their bullshit I think there could have been something there with this. So you mean like calling out their bullshit when in between the lines, he blatantly, blatantly rips off uh fucking stay away by Nirvana. Yeah. Like dude, that the never did what she told get mm-hmm. out of the way. It's dude, you can't rip off a song from Nevermind. <laughs> Everybody in the world has heard that song yes. 8 million times. You you can't do yeah, that, man. Yeah. yeah. Like I, that was the part when I was studying, when I found that like, dude, I, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you there. It's, <laughs> you know what else I hate about this album? <coughs> what? If I were to pull one, uh, influence for this album, it would be Aerosmith. 
You hate Aerosmith. Like Huckleberry Crumble yeah. is a fu- is a fucking Aerosmith song. Yeah. That is Aerosmith. I uh, That whole thing that we were talking about where it's like, dude, yeah, reference your influences. Like there's nothing wrong with that. This is the album where I'm like, no, no, no wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like let's, yeah, reference your influences. Don't just, don't just re-come out with fucking train keeps a moving. Yeah. Like, shum on. Shum on. Shum on. <laughs> uh, Rachel, what's the best song on Stone Temple Pilots album, Stone Temple Pilots? Uh, Their first Stone Temple Pilots album by Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. I like it. Throw a dart at something. <laughs> I like, I like Let's go it. with First Kiss on Mars. I want to say... If you had to say, hey, Rach, can you sing a line from any song on this entire album? I'd be like, even when she used to take drugs. Yeah. You don't, come on, that sticks in your sure. head forever. It's just, it, it's very unmemorable, the whole album in general. Somebody uh, over at Sputnik Music had said, maybe this one's a grower. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> he's like, I tried multiple times and he's like, it just never did it for me. Mm-hmm. And I completely no. agree. There's not, there's not <laughs> anything on here that stands out enough to be like, that is the uh, best song. My, uh, my best song is take a load off. I think it's a great riff and I love the chorus. I love what Scott does in that chorus. I love it when he does the high pitched harmonizing, like the high harmonizing with high Scott does that so good. And I love it. Uh, Evil, what do you think the best song on, on it is? Uh, before I say what I like the most, uh, I think that's the most, Take a Load Off is the most Stone Temple Pilot sounding song on the album. Sure. Probably. Damn right you do. Uh, uh, Hazy Days, maybe. That's a good song. It's, I, I think it's something that they hadn't done before. Took us a while, so we're going to speed up. <clears throat> I promise. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. You're back. Let's do some awards and categories. Yeah, power line. How timeless is the how timeless is the band's music? I'll start with this. Some of it is, some of it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a couple conversations that would lead me to believe that some people here think the core is not mm. core is a, a little too much of a sign of the times. That might be true. I don't know. Um, I do think that there is other stuff. I don't, I think that half of STP's discography will disappear into the wind uh, over time. Yeah. If it hasn't already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel. I ahead. 100% agree. I think, I think people will remember and talk about the first three albums and that's where it stops. Um Four albums. Four albums. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like that one. I just don't like it that much. Within That's... three years, we're going to have the most popular podcast in the world, and I will remind everybody <laughs> about number four. God yep. damn it. Yep. What, what was Evil? What do you think? What are you? What is your opinion? What's my opinion? I just I... went full of Jiminy Glick. What, is, what, is, what do you? What do you? What do you think? I like that you rec- that. Yes, <laughs> I knew Jiminy. We Glick should have was Jiminy weird. Glick on. <laughs> My God, I fucking love his interview with fucking Larry David is some of the funniest shit I have ever seen. (laughs) I think it's Larry David laughing at him. 
my God. Okay. Uh, right, Rachel? Yeah. <clears throat> How good are they? Are they timeless? <sighs> I think they have a timeless album. Which one? <laughs> we'll I, talk about it next week. <laughs> I mean, David, that's true. David said, and I agree. I personally feel if I listened to every single one of these albums, not knowing what year it came out, I could tell you within three years, every single album. Mm. Would you, do you think that's true with tiny music? Yeah. Mm. No fucking way. No fucking way. <laughs> no fucking you way, bro. Liar. <laughs> no, no. Right. I, I don't, I feel like if you heard tiny music for the first time, you'd be like, evil, give it to one of your kids. Either 2018 or 1982. Like, I don't, David, give it to that's a good idea. Yeah, let's okay. What I'm gonna do, this is an experiment in 10 years in 2034 when we cover 1994 again. (laughs) I'm gonna give tiny music to Caroline and tell her, Hey, Caroline, what year did this album come out? She's gonna, she's gonna know you're her dad. I feel like that's an unfair. Do you think that I'm not the type of person that would would consciously hide an album for ten years? <laughs> no, that's I true. I would totally that's do that. True. <laughs> it's a long I'll game. think about it. I'll set an alarm for ten years every day for the rest of my life. Don't tell Caroline about dying music. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, okay, this is a tough one, and it's a tough one because of me. I'm bending the rules because I'm a little bitch. Yeah. So. We are at the part where we pick our five favorite, not best, favorite songs of the band. I can't, I can't do that with Stone Temple Pilots. I don't have that in me. I don't. Um, I got it down to six. Okay, that's that's my next question. Rachel has it down to six. Evil, how many were you able to whittle it down to? I. <laughs> so I, I just I just wrote down five. I have thirty-eight albums. I have thirty-eight songs. I have yeah. I have I have a a, a number one for that. and a number two and then a tier three, which probably has fifteen songs that I could put in it. Oh yeah. You know, uh I know your number one. I am do you care when we get there if I try to guess your number two? You know my number one? Yes. Okay. I know you're number one because you and I have had at least one conversation about how it might be the greatest rock song that was ever written. Okay. You know my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair. I think we were at the concert when I think that was one of the times I was like, oh, this guy knows what's up because I think we were both like, you know what? This might be the best song ever written. Yeah. It's Kismet. Um, I have it whittled down to eight. That's pretty good. So I'll, I'll read two off and you can tell me where I'm wrong. My number eight is Cracker Man off court. Whoa. Okay. Dude, it is yep. insane. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, I love, you know what I love? I love when bands put songs at the end of albums that are going to rock your face off. I love mm-hmm. that. Like, could this be a number three track? Yeah, hell yeah, it could. But we're going to put it at number eight. Yeah. A, I love that. I, li- I do like that. My number seven, this should not be my number seven. This makes me mad. 
This should be like number three. Uh, Church on Tuesday mm. on number four. Mm. I fucking love that song. Mm. I love that bluesy, gritty guitar with Scott doing that. Uh, it's, he almost sounds like a siren in the chorus. That. I, God, that's fucking such brilliant writing. Uh, Church on Tuesday. That, that song is, is enough reason that Rachel is wrong that number four is not an amazing <laughs> album. Uh, but Rachel, yeah. now we are to where you have songs. What is your number six favorite song of Stone Temple Pilots? Uh, Creep from Core. By TLC? By TLC. Oh, by Stone I Temple love Pilots. that. <laughs> there's so many. And then there's uh, also uh, there's also another Creep. Radiohead? Who's I'm a, I'm yeah. a creep. Yeah. Yeah. See, That's it's a just a good song. song every time. Yeah. Any song named Creep, it's going to be good. Write a song named Creep if you want it to be yeah. good. Um, yeah, good Thank choice. Uh, mine is Down. Mm-hmm. Song number one off number four. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. It's uh, Stone Double Pilots is very good at writing number one. Uh, tracks on oh, albums. Lead tracks. Yeah. Yep. Very, very yep. good. Yes. Very good at lead tracks. Yes. Meat Plow. Edit that out. We're not talking about that yet. God damn it, deal. Um, evil. We got to hear from you. What is your fifth favorite Stone Temple Pilots so song? So I because because the tier three was so broad, and I'm like I don't know how to fucking pick my favorite songs. I went. I tried to do more like best than favorite because I, okay. I can't okay. pick favorites. Uh, I will say that my number one and number two and maybe even number three are my top three favorites, but the okay. four and five, I think I would put more in the category of best and number okay. five's uh, tripping in a hole on a paper heart. Uh, uh, so that would have been my guess for your second favorite. Oh, really? Mm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's, no. it, I mean, it's, it's so brilliant. It is. It is that you like to your point, the bass playing in that is off Rob, the charts. <laughs> holy fuck, dude. Off Rob is charts. just insane on He's that. He's one like, of the best rock bass players there is. Yeah. And as a duo, yeah. he and his brother are so underrated. As Oh, oh my God. They're so underrated. Oh They're so yeah. underrated. Completely agree. I don't think Eric is underrated. I think he is. I, I'm, I'm not saying he's not good. I think he's, he's tremendous. But I think he gets good respect from drummers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel, what's your fifth favorite Stone Temple Pilots song? Okay, so I put numbers on these, but I would just like to say, and I feel like this is very understandable, all of these are really interchangeable. Okay. Yeah, I so, agree. I accept that. Just because it's number five doesn't mean it's not number three. Mm-hmm. I just put a number yeah. on it to put a number on it. I would accept that for my, yeah, for my two through eight. I completely yeah. agree with that. So number, number well. five, I have plush from core mm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's a fairly good song. Solid, solid song. Yeah. That is my, uh, when I pick up a guitar mm. to, 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 to practice or play or whatever, at some point, that that man and man, I will yeah. play yeah. that at yeah. some point every single time I pick up a guitar. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my number five is the song that I think if you were to ask me what the best song they ever wrote, 
the like the most technically sound song they ever wrote, I would probably say this one. It's Sour Girl. Oh, okay. Uh, Sour Girl is an insane fucking song that is amazing. And that is my five. My number four, the first, uh, that's a lie, um, is their uh, number three on their first album, uh, Wicked Garden. Mm. Wicked Garden is... I think that might have been my first favorite Stone Temple Pilot song. I think that might have been the first song that I was like, <coughs> fuck, man. Like, these guys are, they rock my butt off, bros. That's that's the song that made them my favorite band. Hmm. So there you go. Perfect. See? Kismet. Right? Um, Rachel, what's your fourth favorite Stone Temple Pilot song? Do you want to run through their Wicked Garden? Uh, Not for number four. Um... <laughs> You know what I love about Wicked Garden? Mm-hmm. How long they hold that nah, yeah, 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 <laughs> on the fucking second half. God, I love that so much. Go ahead, Rachel. Uh, Big Empty, Purple. <sighs> yeah. There's just oh. so many of these oh. of my top songs are just their singles and their hits and the stuff that I remember growing up. Mm. Pop or polio, that's yeah, what we call it. so it seems real lazy, but it's just like what oh. my heart wants. There's a good sliding doors thing is what would have happened if Big Empty, because it wasn't supposed to be on the Crow soundtrack, Mm -hmm. because it was originally supposed to be a whole other song, but because the song was about murder and Brandon Lee had been killed, they're like, fuck, we can't, we're not doing that. We're just going to do Big Empty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Weird. Like, I wonder if Big Empty would have been as big. Mm. Uh I've, it was on their unplugged too. I still feel like it would have been big, just not. But would it have been on their unplugged if it wasn't on Crow? The um mm, was unplugged before. I think it was Crow? before. No I think way. it was ninety three. Girl, you tripping. Well, but that soundtrack doesn't doesn't mean that that wasn't in the works in ninety three. Just because the soundtrack came out in ninety four. Unplugged was was ninety three. Um, no shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me because I really don't feel like Big Empty fits with C- the Crow. Really? So I'm I've been completely wrong on my thought process of why they put that into the Crow because I thought they put it in to be like, look, this is going to be our new single. This is going to be big. I have, I have been wrong. Hmm. Fuck, man. Hmm. Um, Evil. What's your uh, fourth favorite Stone Temple Pilots song? Once again, I, I'm categorizing this in best for this one and then the top three will be my favorites uh sour girl and i had a hard time picking that but it just it every time i was like narrowing things down i'm like this song needs recognition as being one of the best that they've ever written you win (laughs) uh what is your third favorite stp song it is the the it's what set off their career and it's plush I'm with you. I like that's one of the when when I pick up my dusty ass guitar because I don't play <laughs> as nearly as much as I ever should. Uh, that's one of the songs that I'll I'll play. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. I think that's the only song I've ever learned to play guitar and actually sing at the same time. Oh, OMV! Yep. We should do a duet <gasps> on the finale. Yes. Uh, Rachel, what's your third favorite Stone Temple Pilots song? Uh, Interstate Love Song. That's a good song that we haven't gotten to talk about yet. Are we going to talk about it, though? We're going to talk about it next week, bro. That's true, yeah. 
Yeah. I felt like on yeah. this list, like, is it going to be brought up again? I, maybe. That's I don't right. know. We'll see. We'll see what. Wait, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, yeah. No, Interstate Love Song. Uh, great Would you song. say it's yeah, one of the best song. songs ever written? Mm, I don't know. We'll go on. Okay. Next number three. Go. Uh, my number three, Tripping on a Hole in a Paper Heart. A fucking unbelievable song. <laughs> yes. Unbe- Unreal bass. Mm. Unreal guitar solo. Drums going the whole time. Like I said, I don't love what Scott does in that album, but mm. man, he hits it on that one fucking mm-hmm. perfectly. That is my third. My number two, off of an album that we haven't talked about yet, but we're going to next week. I think if I gave people like four chances to guess, they wouldn't get it. I really don't. I just don't, you guys. But it is the uh, second to last song on Purple, and it is Army Ants. Uh, Army Ants is a goddamn brilliant song that doesn't get talked about enough because it is the second to last song on the album. Yeah. That is... (laughs) Did you just do the uh, Owen Wilson wow? Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, Rachel, what's your second favorite Stone Temple Pilots song? My second favorite is Vaseline. Oh, I didn't talk about that in the lyric portion. Flies in the Vaseline (laughs) we are. That's a great fucking line. I love that. I love we can talk so about it much. next week. Um, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do it. <coughs> um, good pick. Good yeah, pick. Yeah, that's a, that's another one that solid effort paints my uh, childhood. Uh, Evil, what's your second? It's Vaseline. <gasps> Twins. Flies are in your Vaseline as they well. They are also in. This my is blowing Vaseline. my mind. Yeah, I. It's fucking. It's two notes that song and it is brilliant it is a brilliant use uh, of two notes (laughs) two notes zero dynamics it is just what what you start here you end here it's a fucking clusterfuck of of anxiety Mm. that is amazing i you guys are i love that song good choice and it's Uh, a solid number two for me by the way it's like What'd you say? Solid number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's uh, Rachel. Yeah. What is your favorite Stone Temple Pilots song? My favorite Stone Temple Pilots song is "Tripping on a Hole in a Paper Heart." Oh, yes. it is, love you for it that. Is, yes. Good it is job. the best song there is. We've talked about it. The guitar, Ugh. the bass line is driving it. The drums mm. just don't stop. Where uh, yep. I'm not dead and he's hitting the cymbals. It's to yeah. emphasize that it is. And the bass is doing that, the, that upscale the whole time. It is the best Jesus. song. I was uh, discussing with my friend Trevor earlier about the song. He's like, yeah, it's a good song. And I said, no, no, I'm going to play it for you. Because it about fav- what the best song is. That's what we're arguing. Yeah. He wasn't arguing that it's not a, a good song. I have a question about this when we're. Uh, but. When we're. Uh, I did one of those things that people that love music do is where they turn on a song and they're like, okay, no, wait, listen for this part. No, and the the drums right here and it's coming up. Okay. And then this guitar solo, this is the best. You mansplained it to him. I did. Oh, this is a big moment. Yeah. (laughs) Rachel, we finally got you to like music. Yay. (laughs) Yay. 
<laughs> Four years um, later. <laughs> honest question. Do you, when you're studying, do you listen a lot with Trevor? Uh, not always. Usually not. How much? How much? Uh, on how much do you think he sways your? How much are you doing back and forth? How much are you doing? Man, this shit. What the fuck is this? I think if like yeah, no kidding. He always knows what we're going over and tries to listen to it a little bit so we can have discussions about it. But I don't think that he sways me. But I do think he always he always brings up of course good, you don't think good that. points. Well, you just fucking. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Evil, why don't you do the honors? Uh, what is the greatest Stone Temple pilot song? It's Interstate Love Song. I mean, it, it is. It. It is it, top five greatest <clears throat> rock songs ever written. Top five. Uh, <laughs> possibly best. I think it's arguably. I mean, music is obviously a very subjective thing. I feel like that's the same thing as saying top five, bro. It is the best song. It is. <laughs> it's the best song. It is a perfect rock song. It really is. It's, it's a so perfect rock song. It is. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about it next yeah, week. I'll... But yeah, Interstate Love Song is a perfect rock oh song. God, it's so good. It is one of the foundations of why Evil and I decided that we were going to talk about music for yep. the rest of our lives. Yep. yep. Um, we got to rank these albums, yeah. everybody. Rachel, what is your least? We did. We didn't count the <clears throat> post Scott Stone Temple Pilots because to us, mm. we don't give a shit. Rachel, what's <laughs> your least favorite Stone Temple Pilots song? Uh, Stone Temple Pilots it's friend album. <laughs> The 2010 yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, Yes. That is the right answer. Correct. I agree. Evil agrees too. Yep. Perfect. Uh, my second to least is Shangri-La D-Da. Agreed. Yep. Evil's Everybody nodding. agrees. We've got the first. Now, this is this when is it's going to get interesting, though. <laughs> this is when we all fight. We've got four more to go. Evil, <laughs> what is the fourth best Stone Temple Pilots album? This is hard. This, I feel bad putting this at number four because it. I don't feel like it's a number four album, and it's four is my number four. Yes, and I it and I that feels like the wrong answer. It is what it is. You Fake have news. To, you have to rate them. Pick your yeah. favorite child. Fake news. I walked in. I said number four. <laughs> I feel like you do that on purpose because it's irritating. No shit, Rachel. <laughs> that was a complete um, accident. Uh, no, that's bullshit. It, I mean, honestly, look, the top four Stone Temple Pilots albums, it's going to be really hard to like. I get yeah, that. Yeah. Mine is Tiny Music, and I talk about I why. Get why. I just think I it's get, Scott's yeah. least favorite. Mm -hmm. Least? It's Scott's least favorite album. I talked. I talked to Scott. He said it's my least favorite album. No. <laughs> um, this is gonna be a fun year. <laughs> it's gonna be really fun. Um, let's go. I'll stay here with me. My third favorite, and honestly, before we get to our top threes, I want to ask Evil a question. Mm. Do you think? And this isn't. Keep in mind, listeners. He's not saying. That Stone Temple Pilots has a 10 out of 10 album. But Evil, do you think that Stone Temple Pilots has more than one 10 out of 10 in their discography? No. That's the right answer. Rachel agrees. I 
think that they might. Mm. And I think number four would be one of those if it wasn't for how poorly structured it was. Mm -hmm. But I really don't like that they stuck all of the slow stuff at the end. Yeah. And I don't even like, I want you as a fantastic fucking song. They still, I just think they spaced it really poorly. Uh, number four is my third favorite Stone Temple Pilots mm -hmm. album. Rachel, what is yours? Number three for me is Core. That's all. We might have gotten our picks right. Interesting. I like that. Um, uh, Evil, what's yours? Much like it was really hard and feels wrong for me to put four Jeez. at four, putting Core at three doesn't feel right, but it is wow. my number three. Wow. You are both. I look, I it was all interchangeable. I understand it until now. Now you're you're both fucking nuts. That's fucking wrong. Nope. Because the second best Stone Temple Pilots album is Core. No. And there's that's tiny music is wrong. It's wrong. Tiny music is right. Uh, but so my, I'm going to go to evil because I know his answer. Your second favorite Stone Temple Pilots album. It's purple. Purple. Just kidding. I'm slow It's You got me on that one. You really got me. <laughs> it's it's tiny music. <laughs> okay. And I, and I, I say that because. I think it's their most creative album. Um, and I'm yeah. ranking it. I'm not ranking favorites. I'm ranking like quality. Sure. I think the risks that they took on that album outweigh the negative components to the album. And it, like also it. that album fucking still to this day is challenging. It's the most challenging album for me. Agreed. Of, in their catalog. But uh, I'm very intrigued by this. Rachel, what? Rachel, what's your favorite Stone Temple Pilots album? I mean, there's only one left. Like, no, there's not. Scott, you haven't said what the two are. You, we know that you have Tiny Music and Purple left. We don't know which one is. Oh, I which. didn't say. Sorry, I agreed with Evil in that Tiny Music is second. Yes. Oh. Well, that was fucking anticlimactic. Sorry. <laughs> That's what she said. I tried, people. I tried. Rate this band. I don't give a fuck how you rate it. Is it on your Mount Rushmore? Is it your 15th favorite band of all time? Is it your... I listen to it when I'm whatever. Uh, my. It's not on my Mount Rushmore. It's not... I think, for me, Stone Temple Pilots is top three of bands that have influenced my life. That's what I'll say. Ooh. Uh, I've, I've always loved them even when I didn't like them. You know, I, I will be a staunch stone temple pilots defender of her because for all the bad shit that they did come out with and they did all the bad fucking shit that they got was so undeserved. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that just makes those of us that like them, like them fiercer for lack of a yeah. Englisher word. Uh, Rachel, rank the band. Uh, I'm similar to you. They are on my grunge vibe, uh, Mount Rushmore, but not on my all-encompassing Mount Rushmore. They really did. I like the grunge vibe, Mount <laughs> Rushmore. I like that. They're different Mount Rushmores. Uh, it, it influenced my 
music tastes and growing up so much that I can't help but put them very far up there, but they are not. They have not peaked. <laughs> They're yet to peak. <laughs> no, no, we'll no. see what There's happens. There's like a terminology <laughs> once you like get up to the top of the mountain. Oh, like the antithesis? No. Evil, like help you're, me out. You're you, thinking know, of... you know outdoors words. Crested the summit? I don't know. Summit! Uh, there you go. Your mom crested the summit. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of shit about Evil's mom today. <laughs> evil, evil, rate... The band Crested Summit. Um, However, you might. Well, they're they are one of a like I can count on one hand how many bands I have called my favorite band in my life, and they are one of them. One of the five favorite evil bands of all time. I didn't. I might only have four, or th- well, there's at least. Three oh, you said on I one talk. hand, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which hand? Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, everybody. I I am very happy with how this went. This was way more positive than I thought, with the exception of Rachel's point of view on number four, which is wrong, but that's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, Versecoursefirst.com, at Versecoursefirstpod. Everybody, it's going to be a big year, 1994. Oh, my God. Great fucking interviews. We got great fucking videos. We got a lot of fun drinking to be Mm -hmm. had. (coughs) I'm so excited to listen to the music that I listened to 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Studying is going to be so fun. It really is. This was a fun episode to listen to. Erda. It's going to be. I was, I know we're, we're running out of time here, but, um, I was kind of disappointed at first that this was the first thing we were going to talk about this year, but going in because I I wanted, they are such a summer band for me and I wanted them to be a little bit later in the content, I think initially, but listening to this has got me in the mood for the rest of the year. So I think it now, now looking back, I'm like, this is probably the right choice. Yeah. We're going to do it. Everybody 1994 (laughs) season four, be ready. Rachel, Evil, DL, and a bunch of friends. Go to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, whatever the fuck else. I don't care. Take care. Do the cares. Good night. Good luck. Good luck.